Hello, and welcome to another adventure with Myths and Mystics. We are an yeah. actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To my right is Gerald Waldrop as Zarin, the Changeling Avenger. Hail and well met. Natasha Waldrop as Vanya, the Half Drow Assassin. Hey, ready to play. And Matt Murphy as Stone, the Human Mystic. Welcome back yet again. Yeti again. This is my featured episode. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. And we left off last week. Uh, y'all had destroyed the demon that was down in the, the tomb of Halrek. You pulled the lever, despite all your gut instincts saying, maybe we shouldn't pull the lever. And the dying words of the drow lady. Saying, don't pull the lever. Yeah. That's not exactly what she said. I was just saying, I didn't hear that. <laughs> this, this is pretty close. And Stone said, I'm going to pull the lever. He pulled it. That was all you. You know, every now and then you just gotta pull a lever. The body of Helric, encased in stone like a statue, came up <laughs> and Not stone, stone slipped into another trance, had a little bit of a vision, and now suddenly, <laughs> stone is back. Last time this happened, stone, you were uh, out for a couple days. It yeah. was such a mental, mm-hmm. um, just taxing on your your body and spirit when i came back they were having breakfast is there breakfast this time there's two days later three days later for some reason there's greek yogurt even though greece greece is not a thing here. it's like pavlog's dogs man i come out of these trances and i'm like pancakes granola has anyone got pancakes it's there's continental breakfast (laughs) excellent uh by the way only get things that are prepackaged at those for a number of reasons moving right along uh, you come to, and this time y- you are almost in a in a way you're expecting to be uh, displaced a couple days because of the last time, but you're standing back again now in the tomb of Halrek, the statue in front of you, Zarin and Vanya on either side, and it doesn't seem as though any time has passed. It was a flash of yeah. an eye. <coughs> yeah, I'm probably walking around the right. statue to get a closer look at this thing. Yep. So, uh, Zarin, having uh, spent his his time with, uh, you know, being immortal for some time and then giving up his immortality to be uh, um, among the mere mortals as us, um, you're, you're looking at this thing, and this is the first time in a long, long, long time that you've seen any sort of um, deity, half-deity, demon, period, on this scale, especially one that's been uh, imprisoned in stone like this. Um, And you're looking at it, and you can see that parts of this statue are just deteriorating to the point where it looks brittle, to the point where this thing could fall apart literally at any minute. Push. Hmm. Seems like the magical bindings on this were failing over time. I don't know how long it's been beneath the surface, but we need. I don't have the magical ability or knowledge to rebind this. We need someone who does. I think this looks just like erosion. It's been underwater for. He's in there. He was bound here. I have a. A feeling destroying this object won't stop something like him. No. I'm trying to not... I don't want to talk about it, essentially. <laughs> okay. So you're going to keep this close to your vest. Yeah. Okay. There's, yeah, I see absolutely no reason you should share that. <laughs> um, Seems deeply personal. <laughs> I, I feel like in this moment... Um, as we're we're down in this, uh, I I guess this dungeon down here with this thing going on, and stone with what you just said, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna imply anything here, but I would like to have uh, Vanya and Zarin both roll a insight check. Hmm. I just want to see if they have a gut feeling. Pick up on something here. Yeah. Nope. Vanya feels nothing. That's incredibly <laughs> average. <laughs> All right, so Vanya oh, rolled a... She lost sight of me, lost oh, sight of me oh. for a second there. Yeah. I really feel nothing. Vanya <laughs> feels nothing. She is numb 
to everything. <laughs> Again, if you're a psychologist that listens to the show, <laughs> and Zarin rolled a fourteen. Fourteen. So Zarin, having spent some time with Stone, uh, you can tell something's a bit off, and it's up to you if you want to pry at all. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so since he seems uncharacteristically silent, what is your take on this? I don't know. This place, though, I it feels strange and foreign, and I don't trust this statue in front of us, and I'd, I'd rather just destroy it and get out of here. Hmm. I thought you mentioned that you feel like it would do nothing to it. Are you all right? You I'm quite fine. Yeah, I, I'm passively insinuating that I'm not, but, you know. <laughs> but we need to go. All right. Based on your information, your knowledge... Does it seem like it would be a good idea to try to destroy the statue, or is that just going to release the creature? The Halrak. The Halrak. I think you would know these things more than myself, but... Uh, we're, Do you? We're here to try to destroy this thing, and it's in front of us, and let's just destroy it and be gone. Do you sense its presence within? It's mind. Why don't you roll a... Uh, let's do a, just an Arcana check here. All right. I feel like Arcana would be a good one to roll. Ten on the die, plus a four. So, Stone, you, you look back up at this statue, and this thing seems like a lifeless husk. Um... Looking at it and just knowing what you felt in that vision versus mm -hmm. what's standing in front of you, what was in that vision was very real to you. What's standing in front of you almost seems like a seashell. It it's falling apart. Did I did I uh, see? I mean, you talked about orbs and things. Obviously, I know it's it's connected to this. It's not a coincidence. But did I did it look like him, the statue? Did the statue look like the thing in the your thing. vision? There's, uh, or just a sense of energy. There's, uh, it as you're standing there and you're looking at it, you could see how this personality that was coming through with this voice and this this orb yeah. would have belonged to. Okay, so yeah, yeah, with that with that visual mm -hmm. tie-in. Yep. Um, you would notice I'm like sweat on the brow and that I haven't made eye contact with this statue since before we started talking about what to do with this statue. And uh, I'm kind of eyeing the door and saying, just let's push it over and smash it to pieces and let's get the hell out of here. There's nowhere else to go further, right? We've kind of hit the end of the road. Yeah, there doesn't seem yeah. to be anything else down here. Yeah. What? There's no treasure. Was, Vanya, uh, Vanya looks over and there's a bottle of rum. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was told there was going to be a dragon. Jerky. And, a, and, a, and a bag of beef jerky. It's, it's almost like it was meant to be. All dungeons have dragons in this game. And, and, a, and a, a sleeve? A whole sleeve of Ritz crackers? What? Not a sponsor? Um, just happened to be there. Okay. There you have it. That's your treasure. Cool. I put it in my bag. Perfect. Um uh, Zarin is going to take a look at the holy relic and uh, kind of hold it nearer the statue, see if there's any sort of reaction. So when you were fighting that demon, this thing the whole time had some level of like buzzing to just downright like explosive fervor to it. It's completely still. Does it seem like this is an empty... Caskets. That's that's what I was trying to inquire. Did you? You say we should go. I understand it makes you uncomfortable. Perhaps we can discuss that later. But is there a presence within? Are you? How certain are you that destroying this statue isn't going to release something immediately? 
you've got a pretty good feeling from that previous check that there's nothing in this. Yeah, side. my response right. is going to be, I have a feeling destroying the statue is going to do nothing. Then, well. then we can go. just go. Zarin is uh, looking off in the distance, thinking. <laughs> All right, and, Stone's uh, gonna. You see, you see him like visibly stirring and and like festering. And in just one, one uh, burst of, you know, ang- not anger, but just frustration and outrage. Um, he does a psionic push on this there statue. <laughs> so he lifts up a hand and forces it forward. Yeah, it's it's just like a fist clinch and then just and just throws energy towards it. Um, and in to, that to moment, push it. this nine-foot statue, uh, you see it is hit with this tremendous force and it shatters apart, it falls down, and just uh, all this rock and dust and debris just shoots off the back. And... In front of you is now a collapsed statue of what was the remains of Halrek. And it doesn't seem to be any sort of... It would be pretty awkward, I think, at this time. And Stone just starts walking the way we came in. All right. I'll kick through the rubble just to make sure there's no remnants at all. Anything in that. It seems as though this is an ancient uh, rock that is just... Gnarly and just done. So, Hellrack is already gone. Is that drow lady still alive? Uh, She is laying there on her her last last breath. Like, do I need to put her out of her misery, or is she like really on her last breath? (laughs) (laughs) She uh, she looks up at you, and in a moment, Vanya. and again, uh, if you haven't checked out backstories, feel free to jump on over to missandmystics.com. She looks up at you, and she has this expression. It's sort of a a smirk, sort of a sneer, somewhere in between of like a hmm. you. You. Of course. And in a moment, you can recognize that she knows who you are. And this is someone who had a great deal of disrespect for you and your family. Okay. I'll just kill her. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. How are you going to do it? How 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 are you going to do it? <laughs> okay. I'm going to take one of my daggers mm-hmm. and, you know, slowly, softly across her neck as I pl- place a kiss on her cheek with my lipstick that is my mark. Of my family. And at that, this drow. And then I lay her head down. And she's dead. Is done. Not dead. <laughs> Not dead. She's like, no. <laughs> closer to dead. <laughs> Getting ever I'm closer. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I feel happy. Okay. All right. Um, it's gotten tense. And as you are doing this, uh, you recognize that the, the this leather armor that she's wearing is much akin to the uh, those bandits that you encountered very early on in the season. Those those folks that were kidnapping those uh, uh, the, the poor folks from the the barn. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's the ringleader. In mm-hmm. fact, you remember that they mentioned that there was some drow lady that they were contracted by. Um, and Vanya, you start to just very quickly. Pass over the armor to see if there's any anything valuable or any sort of note, and you do find a uh, document that's been folded up, and you pull it out, and there's a very simple message here, and it says, "Search the burial grounds and find a tomb, clear any traps, then send for me." And it's signed, Mara. So again, search the burial grounds and find a tomb, clear any traps, then send for me. 
So she wasn't Mira. But she knows her. But we need to find... Yeah. So as you do that, just as a quick aside, it's an interesting dynamic because Zaren's going to look down at uh, Vanya doing that. Look curiously. Were you putting putting her out of her misery? I thought you wanted me to save her. She was beyond saving. Her mind was no longer there. A mercy then. Did you find something? Sorry, I'm just going to pause because I know what the answer is going to be. But I think this is uh, an, an interesting thing to, to point out because there was a little bit of tension in the, the sort of killing like in the previous seasons. But as Zaren's come to trust Vanya more, it's kind of the, the person that's closest to you. You never really think every time she does something, he thinks it's always probably necessary <laughs> based on based on her ability to uh, kind of play off of his uh, ideas of justice and, and mercy. So he just nods. An astute <laughs> observation, indeed. Yes. Um, so, uh, so, so, Zaren, you're you're asking then, was this a mercy kill? Right. Yep. Did you find something? Yes, I share it with these two. Any indication of how she was supposed to send for the Samara? No, not on her body. Perhaps it was a balloon. <laughs> yeah. How how common are these uh, death balloons? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the three of you are down there, and at this point, it seems as though um, this this place is now done, deserted. Uh, you've you've cleansed whatever needs cleansed here. The three of you at this point make your way back up to daylight. Safely around those traps. <laughs> yeah. Yes, by the way, there's one that is still stabbing. Tendy, tendy. That body is just ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Uh, And you make your way back up to the surface. I'm going to, like, just cut the spear in half with my sword on the way up. Sure. Were there guards standing outside here? Or anybody in the same they were, armor they were lying. as her? Yeah, they were lying dead outside. Yeah, there's a, there a handful of them. Because <coughs> if she would have sent for... Mara, would she have sent someone? Would any of the people in the armor have any info on them? Is that possible? Yeah, so uh, y'all get back up topside. And with that in mind, why don't you roll an investigation? You can all roll an investigation here. And uh, 21 for stone, not... 17. 18. 18. Okay, so uh, you're, you're looking through the different bodies there. And I'm sorry, who had the highest? Stone. 21. And 21. I, was, I was at one point compelled to say not natural not on my 21. Unnatural. Unnatural. Yeah. Unnatural. So uh, you're looking through the uh, different armor and pockets and whatnot. And stone, you, uh, you uncover... A uh, a document here, and you you pull it out of the pocket of this uh, this half orc that's laying there that has this uh, white painted line over vertical line over his eye, and you pull out this document and you open it, and it just has a it looks like a almost like a room number like an address, and it says fourteen B on it. Hmm. I'll I'll keep it. Okay. That's that's all you find. Okay. So, where do you want to head to? What do you want to do? We were going to head to see those people that Stone had met before in the forest, right? Druids or something? Ah, yes, you're... The astral... The astral chamber. Chamber. Yeah, to give them the shield that's in the bag of holding. Yep. That's pink right now. Yeah. I think we have some more pertinent information to give them, too. Are Stone's hands still colored? Stone looks down at his hands, <laughs> and it seems as though the uh, color is starting to fade from him. Cool. All, all he, color. Uh, They're becoming that's gray. That's going to be a permanent. He, uh, <laughs> he pulls open the blanket a little bit on the shield. It's still very pink. Yes. <laughs> it's still very pink. Of course. All right. I can deal with that. 
All right. I was picturing it It was like uh, tie-dyed. Because <laughs> you, know, you dip it into something and it's like you pull it out and oh boy. All right. <laughs> okay. You keep dipping it, it'll be tie-dye. The, the tie-dye shield. Yeah, you got to wrap rubber bands around it, right? That's what you did back in yeah. Yeah. school. Anyways, so you're uh, at this point going to make your way up to the actual chamber then? Yeah. How long is that journey? Uh, long enough for me to segue into. Excellent. So, Exposition. The three of you... And climb up on your I, horses that you've left. I could use I could use a long rest. Ah, yes. Well, Just, are we going to camp here <laughs> or, nah. or find room fourteen B? Well, I'm going to take a short rest for sure. If that's good, while we ride, or what would you like to do? Short rest, long rest. I mean, what time of day is it? We've been out. We already had yeah. our noon appointment. Isn't it getting close to night? Yeah, you're you're in the afternoon now. It's probably three, four o'clock. I say we make camp, maybe, eat, sleep, and then head off. No? It's role-playing, and there's no reason not to just take 30 seconds and say we did that, and then up all your stats back up. Unless he has an encounter <laughs> well, I just, for us. There's this, I don't know, what went on here, uh, the fact that there are these dead bodies, someone might send here to check, where... I think this is an, an exposed area. What we don't have to do what here. It's on burial the, on ground. The oh, yeah, on the journey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere the, along the way, we'll stop to make camp. Because yeah. we're going to, like, forest, right? Yeah. There's some trees. Nothing ever There's happens in the forest. <laughs> some nice trees. Right. So our our intent is somewhere halfway on the journey, we're going to camp. Okay. So you're, And you're heading on to the astral chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you all make your way northeast. Uh, away from the dig site, you make your way quite a ways away, and it seems as though you've found an area that seems suitable to camp in. And uh, Zarin, you climb off your war horse, tie him up. What's a war horse's name again? Ooh, ooh. Actually, yeah, I, I thought about this. Windigo. Windigo. Yeah. Probably not said like that, but Windigo. <laughs> Windigo. Every time. All right. All right, so you get off your horse, Wendy, go, go, go. and uh, you all set up camp. You have such a, a nice cool name in my head. <laughs> and I've completely destroyed it for you. You're welcome. DM jobs. Yep, that's what I do. So you all set up your, your little tents and your little sleeping bags, your little bedrolls. Uh, different fantasy cartoons on your bedrolls. It's great. Um, some of... Yeah, anyways, you <laughs> you all lay down. You take some time to sleep. Wait, no. I'll take first watch. Oh, you're going to do that. <laughs> no, you all sleep. No watches. Wait, no, watches. no. I don't need anyone to watch. I can stay up and get a full rest. He's got that psycho metabolism. Yeah. Cool yep. I'll so, do that uh, and we can all make sure we get... Okay. All right. Stone so. staying up and creeping. So <laughs> we said it was probably four or so in the afternoon. As you traveled about an hour, hour and a half, it's now five thirty, six o'clock, and you all decide to eat a little bit of food. It's mm-hmm. food in your belly, and time to take a long rest. Long rest? Happy time. Long mm-hmm. rest, question mark? If we may. All right. And uh, as Zarin, you're going to undon your armor for the long rest? Is that going to happen? <laughs> that was the face. Are you going to take off your uh, playbill? <laughs> you, uh, Seems like a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. You're not gonna get the full benefits of a long rest with the plane armor on. You don't? Right. Nope. No. I'll help you. Okay. Uh, we're just gonna skip right through that part. <laughs> so you're taking off your armor? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Zarin takes off his armor. Vanya. No, I'm glamour that. <laughs> That's not how that works. And so you take off your armor. You lay down to sleep. Vanya, you set down your weapons. Nice and safe. You lay I down. sleep with it under my pillow. You're going to have to take off some of the stuff because it's uncomfortable. And you want that long rest benefit. And we go over to Stone, who is sitting on a he, this, this is our first long Stone rest. Stone is sitting it. with Zarin's armor on now. And <laughs> <on> his weapons. <laughs> Poised, ready to strike. Yeah. And uh, as Zarin and Vanya drift off to sleep, and Stone starts to slip into a meditative state. No! Don't do it. Don't do Something it. falls from the sky. <laughs> and the cold evening air is setting in, and uh, your campfire is 
A nice dull <laughs> roar. No dice. Don't need to roll dice. You all drift off to sleep. <laughs> Except for Stone. <laughs> Except for Stone, who never get... sleeps. Yes. And as you're dreaming, you dream of a break. Oh, We're going to cut to a break. <laughs> Whoa, hey, look at that. You're listening to the break. Do you wonder what we do during the break? Sometimes I do. I uh, I panic, mostly. Uh, if you're not familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, there's a fair amount of improv that goes on, also known as the vast majority of it. Uh, so when they're all off getting their flavored snacks and chips and things like that, I just sit here and panic. Uh, but right now I'm in the comfort of my living room just thinking about ways that I could tell you about Myths and Mystics.com. We have all kinds of pictures up over there, backstory, uh, character artwork, things like that. Uh, all this stuff is homebrew, so you're not going to find it in a book anywhere else. The only way you're going to learn more about it is over there. It's the official source. Uh, so if you want to check that out, please do. Uh, we also have some merch available. We have a limited edition t-shirt that's coming out. It is the premier t-shirt. Please swing on over, check that out. If you want one, pick one up quick because they're going to go quick. Other than that, follow us at Miss and Mystics for Twitter, Instagram, the likes thereof. Leave us some love. We love you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hello and welcome back from the break. Hopefully during the break you took some time to maybe call someone you haven't talked to in a while. See how they're doing. Check in on them. Remind them to have a nice safe day and that sort of thing. And tune in to Miss and Mystics. Dude, as we left off, our heroes were sleeping, and I rolled some dice, and they all seemed very concerned about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as why, you, why are you doing that? Don't, stop that. Put that down. Y- y'all went to sleep very early. Very early. It was maybe five thirty, six o'clock at night. Why not turn in? I feel like we should have waited. <laughs> so yeah, We're awake. It's 4 a.m. It's like it's, 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, probably should have gone to bed later. <laughs> Go ahead and hit the snooze. I saw you doing it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> we ended up here. Uh, we're just going to say that uh, between getting all your weapons, we'll say resharpen that sort of thing, camping out, you're now going to wake up the next day around 6, 7 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Bright and early. Good. Camped yeah, out. my circadian rhythm was going to be way off. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to screw that. Yeah, thing you need to take time to set up camp, cook. Right. Camaraderie, yeah, games, singing. Yeah. By the oh, fire. the games! Yes, the games. What's right. not a game though is that um, Zarin, Zarin has this reoccurring dream. I was wondering if we we're going to go into that. Yeah, yeah he. Um, it's backstory day here on Miss and Mystics. Yeah, uh, check out the backstories MissMystics.com. Uh, Zarin, you you wake up from that same dream, and this is what prompts. Where we're going to jump into. Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, Jerry, Gerald's still okay. That was a role play. That so was we, what what was the uh, the last thing that Zarin saw before he woke up? Uh, a dark blade plunging into soft flesh neck. The soft white neck of his beloved and it's the same dream that he has virtually every night. And that's what wakes him up, is that moment. And uh, as you wake up and you shoot upright, the the dawn is creeping through the trees, through the, uh, the fog that's lifting up off the grass. Your fire is just about gone out. And as you wake up in a startle stone, you come to, and Vanya, um, very quietly, you're able to kind of right yourself upwards and yeah, you're aware of your surroundings. Is there to look around quickly to make sure there's nothing coming, kind of always waking up in that sort of panicked adrenaline type state um, and kind of avoid the gaze of the others uh, while looking off, trying to shake his head out of the dream. I'm sorry. And uh, at that, there's... Uh with your bags there, there's some rations, some food. You all kind of mill about, get your things, uh, pack back up. 
And uh, we've recovered hit dice, that sort of thing. Recovered hit points, that sort of thing. Side points. It's like mm-hmm. you guys are brand new versions of you. Yeah. <laughs> but no one's showered, so you're all still kind of gross. All right, so <laughs> you get you, you pack up your horses. Oh, my goodness. And you ride again, pushing north, northeast. And Stone, you're, you're uh, recanting your, your journey that you went on years and years and years ago when you're trying to... Uh, discover your psionic self. Mm-hmm. And as you are drawing to what you believe closer to uh, where you need to go, why, why don't you all roll perception? Perception. We got 50, 20, 20 total. 20. 22. 22. 11. 11. So Stone, uh, he had a bit of a rough time with the Astral Chamber. When he, when he was discovering his powers, um, they didn't really take to you too kindly. Um, maybe you might have been a bit abrasive to them. They were definitely abrasive to you. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> we don't take kindly to your kind around here. But that psionic energy is very different than what... Uh, anyone else is really dealing with with the arcana and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, these things are starting to flash through your head. Um, but Zarin and Vanya, as as you're following behind Stone, you're starting to notice up in the trees there are these almost like ornaments hanging from the branches. Uh, there are these blue crystals, different shapes, different sizes. And through the morning light, you're starting to notice that there are these blue flashes of light that you're catching in the trees. And as you push north, northeast, you're noticing that these things are becoming more and more abundant um, to the point where it's on every branch, this whole area is just shimmering in this light blue light. And uh, at that moment, you notice that there is this clamoring through the branches and in front of you lands this very large owl very whitish gray spotted owl and in a moment it starts to morph into this uh this person who stands in front of you young man uh he has um sort of this uh ornate garb on him and his face painted again with a, this bright blue color and he says how many licks to the center of <laughs> one to two to three three crunch to three and he says halt who goes there? Hail and well met. Uh, t- Pi. Hello. I don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> I, my character has not been that well developed. <laughs> who, who goes there? What, what's your business? Ready to play. I am Zarin. What, what brings you here? I am a follower of the ancient god Tyr, seeker of justice and vengeance, and we bring news of a terror from this land real quick are you this scary face yeah i'm not i'm not in the city so. oh, it's, it's a scary face what is that that's scary well let's face it dude. <laughs> like, looks immediately at the poster behind you <laughs> you have giant yeah. horns on your head that agree to disagree <laughs> and uh it, when you say the uh the follower of tear yeah his head shoots up a little bit and he says that's a name we haven't heard in quite a while. What's this uh what's this evil terror you speak of? The ancient demigod. Which one? <laughs> I always keep thinking Hector. Hellrek? Hellrek. His yeah. uh his face sinks a little bit. He says, My name is Bren. I'm the guard of the chamber. What evidence do you bring of Halrek? I'm going to look at stone. This is going to go well. A shield. And news. The burial site. Day's journey. Southward. Southeast? Southwest. 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 Yes. uh, I'm great with direction. (laughs) He nods a bit and he says, let let me see what you have. Stone. I'm going to telepathically to (laughs) Zara. I'm not joking. I'm... I'm, uh, I don't but, trust anyone with this shield. Oh, he's not getting the shield. We're not going to give it to him. 
He's still making that noise. Well, what what should I do? He's staring right at me. You I hear, just show him. Just you hear it's like, a, like awkward and we're like <laughs> you, and you he hear, probably hears. I uh I can do this too. <laughs> so uh <laughs> hey. Well I don't I don't want change, to give you the shield. Change the channel. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to take the shield from you. Chill is burned. Meet me on five. This, <laughs> he, uh, he steps forward. He says, listen, you approach the Holy of Holies, the astral chamber. You have something. You have something evil among you. What is it? Show it to me. It may not be I'm not you, Banya. original condition. <laughs> Good prepping for what he's about to see. Yeah, (laughs) not going to look evil. (laughs) No, uh, I don't say anything other than I do not be deceived. Yeah, I produce the bag. Okay, the party bag and the happy birthday bag of holding, (laughs) and uh, I open it and remove the fluff, (laughs) and then I'm just gonna pull out just the corner of the shield. He looks a bit quizzically at what you're holding, and then his face sinks even more, and his eyes grow large. And I push it back in and secure the <coughs> belt immediately back. He says, come with me. Come with me quickly. And he turns, and as he's walking northeast again some more, and he starts to follow through this um, this canopy. It, it's strange because it's it's becoming darker, but off in the distance, you see this bright light coming through the trees. Mm. And as you're walking towards this light, more of these owl-like figures swoop down and they form into these different humanoids that are following him. And as the three of you push forward, you're now surrounded in this light and you're almost in this sort of uh, very utopian-looking place. Uh, where everything was cold and frozen outside, it is now suddenly warm. It's like the sun is shining, but you don't see the sun that you you know. The area is surrounded in these bright white trees that have this just emerald green leaves growing off of them. And uh, this whole area that you've now stepped into, this clearing, is set up in this giant circle. Uh, with these very ancient white stone houses around, uh, unlike architecture that you've seen anywhere else in Enervis. And there are people walking around in these bright white garments, just this uh, very, it's almost like a picturesque utopian society of uh, what ancient Greece wanted to be, and then some. And in the middle, uh, you see that there is this giant hole that goes down into the ground like a, a vertical chasm that just goes straight down with a winding set of steps that goes down. Mm. And he says, uh, this is not a common practice, but uh, what you have here is something we have never seen uh, in, in ages. Um, wait here, and I'm going to go get one of the ancients. His name is Ochre. He will be, he'll be here momentarily. Uh, wait here. Because that that artifact you have is ancient. It needs to stay here. I'll be right back. And he heads off towards that chasm. And you see that he's summoning someone. And they run down there. And um, Unless you're going to do anything else, I'm just going to keep narrative expositioning. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fine with waiting. I'm just looking at all the, the detail here. Um, I, I would probably waiting. flick a rock and see how long it takes to... <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> All right. So, if there's a passerby, I'll inquire about the hole in the chat? ground. <laughs> Is there a chat around? <laughs> You're Chad. Yeah. <laughs> you it's synonymous with passerby. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you do see someone passing by, and uh, you ask, you know, what what the deal is. He says, "That is the holiest of holies. That is where the chamber itself is kept." That is where ochre stays. Ah, a hole beyond all holes. Where ochre stays. Yes. Ochre. Yes. Ah. That is that is where he stays in tune with the gods and the the ancient energies. Mm. Uh, he will uh, he will be able to assist you. Do you want anything to drink? Maybe a nice tea. Maybe Water. Some. 
absolutely. And he leaves, and you don't really see where he goes, but it seems like it's going to be a long time before he comes back. <laughs> and as you're waiting... That's a shame. I was very thirsty. He mumbles those, as he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, and they ask you like what you want to drink, and then they just disappear forever. Yeah. And you're like, I really wanted that Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, off in the distance, you see ascending these stairs coming out of this this large gaping hole in the ground. Um, a very ornate, ornately dressed uh, man, uh, pale features, wearing this this yellowish white garb that flows off of him, and it's it's a spectacle. There are several other folks behind him; these different, uh, much smaller creatures that are carrying the trail of his uh, robes that he wears, and. He ascends and he steps up to the front, and uh, you then see Bren, uh, the gentleman that escorted you here. He comes up and he says, Ochre will see you now. Come with me. We ride. Well, you're going to need to leave your horses here. We, we don't want them, you know. It's very clean here. Horses, not so clean. My horse is clean. I'll get off my horse. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Fine. And you there. Yes, thank you. And... uh as you're walking, you feel like your very presence is leaving like a little bit of tarnish on everything. Like the grass seemed to be like in this perfect, pristine condition. Only your footsteps seem to trample it. And you walk up to him, and this guy is intimidating just because you can tell he has this sort of ancient presence about him. And you approach, and he says, "Who is who is this that approaches me with?" Is this an artifact of evil? What is it that you have? A shield of Hector. Gosh. Halrek. Halrek. I'm not familiar with Hector. Shield <laughs> the shield of, of Halrek. Excuse me. Do you know a shield of Hector? <laughs> and the other guy, just like his eyes white up, he just shakes his head. I don't know. Just, uh, shield of Hector? And then there's a bunch of mumbling. Wrong ancient evil god. Oh, Different Halrek. <laughs> yes. How? Are you sure Halrek was, he was put out eons ago? I have reason to believe that the bindings that once kept him from being a danger to this world have failed. Hmm. Halrek, the Lord of Vengeance, and uh, he says, show, show me this artifact you have. Do not be deceived by its current form, <laughs> color. Specifically, <laughs> I remember it would have been a grayish black with a specifically golden emblem on it. It would have been. It, in <laughs> fact, was. When we found it. <laughs> I uh, open the bag. I'll pull the shield out. Uh, with your hand. Mystic with, hand. <laughs> I was just going to say, with the mystic hand. Hmm. Am I blocked any, like any energy off in, in this place? What do you mean? Like we're in we're in the heart of the astral Cyanic chamber. Cyanic dampening. Yeah. Is, is there any like they don't let no. me play? Okay. You you can tell that um, it seems as though there there is a strong, obvious arcana at just presence in this whole place. Uh, so it seems as though anything that you're going to do psionically. It's going to be very obvious what's going on. Okay. Yeah. But I will uh, I will very obviously pull it out with the with my cyanic hand and mm-hmm. uh, and float it in front of me as it would be held. Yeah. He um he still has sort of this stalwart sort of uh, presence about him. He says, "Yeah, so this is a uh, cursed artifact indeed." Now we we can destroy it, rather render it useless. But how did you uh, how did you chance upon this item? It was being sought by a maiden. I am told as a witch, hmm. whom already holds the sword. Hmm. What is her name? The name of the witch. Yes. We don't know if this is uh, Mara. His eyes widen as soon as you say that name. You know her. Mara. 
Yes, that is uh, is a, a bit of a bastardized version of the name. Uh, I'm familiar. So, yes, we can render this shield useless. Uh, let me see that, that shield. Any motions to have it handed over? Stone visibly distrusts. Um, but, like, we're... I'm outnumbered. I'm going to hand it over. I'm not trying to make a show. But it's... Uh, As you forgive must me destroy if, it. Forgive me. You must understand our sense of caution. Um, I'm going to cast a zone of truth. I'm going to cast my, what, fifth level spells up in this joint? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to, like, uh, force push this guy? No, I'm, I'm making fun of him. All right. In, in this place with Zone of Truth, I just think it's funny. So Zone of Truth. It's like a purple poof comes off you when you do it, too. <laughs> that is a, uh, he has to do, what, a charisma check? Was it? So, yes. Let me pull this up. All right. Uh, so it's a 15-foot radius sphere centered around a point within range. Um, until the spell, spell into creature in the spell's area, um, if they enter, the, enter or start their turn there, they make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, the creature can't speak a deliberate lie <coughs> on the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. Okay. And uh, what do I need to beat? 14. So... Uh, you can tell that he definitely succeeds, yeah. and he um, he sneers a little bit, and he says, My magic is not that powerful, but obviously you know that I seek truth here. You have no reason to doubt me, friend. This one, though, and he turns to uh, Stone, he says, mm-hmm. You, I almost didn't recognize you. You, uh... Look a bit different than when I last saw you. Yes, you came here quite a while ago. Yes, you were seeking some sort of spiritual attunement. Which I found on my own. No thanks to any of you. Yes. Reckless, reckless you are. Uh, the power that you have is, is an ancient one. We haven't seen a mystic in quite some time. Is it possible? And he leans forward a little bit, and as he steps forward towards you, the um, the uh, several smaller sort of uh, humanoids behind him are scampering behind him, carrying his cloak, his uh, his robes, and he leans forward. Is are you one of the mystics? Do you call yourself? That? You would have it, no idea yeah. that's what it's called. No, like. And he leans forward a little bit more, and he's getting uncomfortably close to you, and he says, Let me see that shield. For the good of Venevis, we need to destroy this. Let me have it. There's one simple way, and again, apologies for the precaution, but if you would simply allow my spell to work upon you, you know it will do to you no harm. He um, He's still staring at Stone pretty close. And he turns to you and he says, There is no need for your magic here. We we are the central point of all arcana that flows through Enervis. This chamber, this astral chamber, we are the ones who monitor what goes on. And there's been a stirring. There's been a change in the stars. A great evil has been awakened. And now I have an evil artifact right in front of me. So either I can have this shield and destroy it to prevent any sort of evil from manifesting, or you can leave. We could. I wouldn't imagine that you would really be that interested in in letting us walk away if you were actually interested in destroying the evil, though. There's another possibility, and that is why I ask you to submit to my magic. That is that... You have powerful magic to deceive our senses, and you refuse to submit so that we know the truth of this matter. Roll persuasion. Uh, so, so, 16. 16. He leans forward a bit, 
and says, You, you have the face of an ancient. What is it about you in particular? You seem, you seem as though you've been one of the timeless ones. That was. And in a moment, he's, he's looking deep into, uh, Zarin has this uh, piercing white eyes with his alabaster face. And in a moment, he sort of nods and he says, this, this makes sense. He says, uh, I'll allow it, but uh, you and I, come with me. You two, and he points at Stone and he points at Vanya. You two must stay here. And he says, follow me. And he turns without waiting to see if you accept or not. And he proceeds down towards okay. the hole. I'll start after and look after the other two and kind of nod for an, an approval or acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll never know I'm listening in. I, the I can hear everything you're saying right now. <laughs> Damn it. Literally, I heard that too. I hate this place. I, it's a nice place. It's nice. It's very nice. You, uh, right. He descends right. down the stairs and Zarin, you're yeah. in tow. And uh, it's probably a good 75 feet down that these stairs wind down. And it's it's not a vertical shaft. It's sort of conical where it comes down to a central point. And there are some um, ancient sort of um, just rocks there that you can sit on. And then there is also a cavern. And it's guarded by two very robust-looking fellas with some imposing weapons. And he sits down on one, and he motions for you to sit down on the stone across from him. And he says, I'll allow you to cast this, but... uh, Understand, this is not a formality I normally extend. So, I'll abide. I appreciate it. It's not one I would normally ask, only given the dire nature of the circumstance and the evil of this artifact. He kind of smirks a little and nods and says, as you were. All right. And uh, Zarin then produces uh, his hands forward and a uh, spherical area... uh, of truth, as it were. Truthiness. <laughs> and uh, he says, what is it that you uh, need to know? What is your name? My name is Ogre. Is that the only name that you have gone by? It was the name I've had for ages upon ages. And do you lead the astral chamber? Absolutely. How long have you led the astral chamber? More than a thousand years. What is your purpose here? All the arcana, the energy between the gods and nature all flow through this point. And I am the one who monitors and focuses to make sure that there is a balance, there is a harmony. And it's within this chamber that I'm able to observe all. If given the shield of Holorak... Will you work against its evil? It is in my interest and in the interest of all on Enervis that, yes, we destroy this evil energy. Very well. Ask him if he's lying. <laughs> That's always a weird trick question. You gotta ask him something in the negative. Yeah. <laughs> ask him if he was guarding a door to certain doom, what the other guard would say. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I, I'm not listening in on this. So Very well. So, what other questions do you have? That fulfills the purpose of, our, of my questions. Well, there were a lot of stairs to get down here, and that's all you've got. <laughs> I, I mean, have one. I mean, I didn't ask us to go, to go all the way down here. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh? I thought this was going to be a lot more in, uh, in depth. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we've got to go back upstairs now. <laughs> that's awkward. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let if, uh, for the sake of... Uh, does anyone else have any questions they want Zarin to ask? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Is he going to, I don't know if I'd say make it his mission to try and destroy the other artifacts of Hailwreck, find them and destroy them now that he knows it's been opened and we have one of them? Yeah, well, I was going to be a lot. Yeah, I was, along those lines, an ally. Are you going to be an ally in 
against Halrak. So an ally to us, to me. It is in everyone's best interest that these artifacts are destroyed. Uh, to be honest, uh, Halrak was put away many thousands of years ago. The fact that is anything that belongs to him is surfacing now is alarming as they've been scattered across the land. Now, we can't destroy these items, but we can render them useless. Uh, he has his shield, his sword, he has his breastplate, and then his crown. Um, it's a sort of helm, uh, horned helm that he has. These things, these four things, if, if they're rendered useless, should Halrak ever resurface, he will not have these to his advantage. He can be defeated. He is no longer contained. He uh, sits up and he's, what, what do you mean by that? We were in his, the binding or burial chamber. The southeast from here, the day or rough ride. That is where he was bound. The statue containing him crumbled to dust. His presence gone. His face sinks. You saw his tomb? Yes, it was dug up. And you saw the encasement of stone that he was in? Yes. What happened to it? The statue was pushed over, crumbled into pieces. Fell over. I could only assume it was pushed. <laughs> no, it was pushed. I, I'm speaking. I'm in my own zone of truth. Yeah. <laughs> he he was uh, he was sitting on this uh, this slab, and he stands up. And he says, "No, no, something's terrible. That does not make sense. That is not how this works. When he was encased in stone, his his spear was encapsulated inside. If you were to push it over, he would be set free. There was he was already gone. He sits back down in disbelief that." This doesn't add up. If if his essence wasn't captured inside there, and he kind of trails off for a moment, I believe we're in a greater danger than I originally thought. That is why we are here. All right, so we have the shield. The sword, you say that Mara has it. If the... Describe the... Fair, blonde-haired woman in the blue dress. He's nodding. He says, yes, that's absolutely her. The breastplate, I do not know where that is. Nor do we. Nor do we know the location of the crown. The crown. Is that not the helm? Is that too small? The one that we gave to uh, Patroclus to make titans? Or whatever? He said horned helm. I don't know. Masky. Oh, the the Goliath. The, the, the Goliath yeah. door? I mean, it has did power. I, did that... I studied the statue before I got pushed over. Did that face on the helm on the statue look similar to the Goliath? It seems like it would fit. Oh! I take that back. I might know the location of the helm. <laughs> what? Where is it? I just put these two things together. <laughs> I was divinely inspired, just you might say. just now. <laughs> just literally Whilst just... Whilst you were talking... <laughs> Where, where is the crown? In, in the possession of the Legion. The Legion has it. Well, that's probably the safest place for it. Because they, they are not wise enough to know what they have. No, but they are meddling enough to use power to create titans. Do you know of these creatures they created? There's been a disturbance in the, the energies. I, I assume that these are the titans... The, uh, this crown, this is, uh, this is most alarming. If, uh, if Mera is after these things and she's summoning these folks, as you say, to retrieve them, where is Mera in proximity to this helm, if the Legion has it? I'm not sure if I know where the Legion took it. Hmm. I... Handed it to someone that I had trust in. Patroclus, if you know of him. He kind of wags his head to the side. He says, the name's familiar. Uh, whereabouts in, in the land is he? Is he in Oren? Oren. Yep. Oren. He nods. He says, and you suspect that's where the helm is being kept? Unless it was taken elsewhere. That's where we handed it off. Okay. 
and this uh, fair-skinned lady, this Mara, in the last place you saw her? Also in Orin. His was face. she in Orin or was she farther north? She was in Orin okay. at the uh, Drunken Wyvern. And at that, he sits upright in shock and he says, We must not delay. We must stop her. Because if she knows that that helm is in Orin, we are all in grave danger. And that, friends, is where we're going to cut this week's episode of Miss and Mystics. And we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.